You're listening to Company Inc. Company Inc. is an audio diary of two business owners living, working, and sleeping together. My name is Lisa Butler. I code websites on WordPress and teach others how to create their own coding magic. You can find me at lmb.com. And my name is Jesse Graglia. I do video and podcast editing for creative entrepreneurs. You can find me at cyber-serenity.com. Welcome to episode number three. Today we're talking about working together. Good stuff. Yes. So we're going to be talking a little bit about how it all began and where the idea came from. Um, And then we'll get into the details of how we started working together, how we figured out, you know, what we were going to do, how we were going to manage the details and all of that. Mm -hmm. Then we'll talk about managing projects, delegating, and distracting each other. That is a very important thing. (laughs) More important than others might think. You do need a break from the work from time to time. Oh, well, you know, we're also going to talk about what happens when the other person is distracting you and you need to be working. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so where do you want to start? Uh, how it all began, where the idea came from. I think it actually, this was before you even quit your job that you were kind of like, well, maybe I'll learn some Yeah, that's CSS. right. I was working. It was, I think you actually said it as a joke first. I don't know if it was a joke. I think it was pretty serious. No, because I remember you came back later and was like, I thought about what I said, and I was kind of joking at first, oh, but... Oh, no. Well, the now joke was... I think was, it's a great idea. The joke was that, I'll just join your business. I'll just work for you. And it was half serious, half not serious. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of like I was gauging your response to what you might say. Oh, one of those, like... Joke, you know, those kinda, things that you can like play off as a joke if if the other yeah, person it was it was said in well. jest, right? It was said <laughs> in jest, but if you were like, "Oh, that's a great idea," would have been like, "Oh, okay, yeah, let's do it." <laughs> yeah, I was totally. But if serious. you were like, "No, you're stupid," I would have been like, ah, "I know, I was being funny." <laughs> play totally play it off. So yeah, that's how it pretty much came about. So it was kind of yeah, it was kind of like a not serious gesture because I'll be honest. I was a little jealous of your situation. <laughs> I was waking up, working a nine to five, you know, waking up at some ungodly hour in the morning and driving to work every single day except the weekends. And well, sometimes weekends. Yeah. Well, with the other. Yeah. Yeah. With the other company, it was weekends, too. But um, so, yeah, I was a little jealous. You know, you had your own business and you'd been doing it for a while and you were successful. And it was like, yeah, I wake up at 1030. But, you know, and then I was like, man, I want that life. Just stay home all day and do nothing. And then hey. you went, and then you went, wait, wait, wait. And then you were like, and then you were like, wait, I just, I don't sit around and do nothing. I work. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, whatever. You're in your pajamas and your, uh, your Jimmy Jams. <laughs> Jimmy Jams. <laughs> your Jimmy Jams. We've been watching Doctor Who. Yeah. And uh, you're in your Jimmy Jams and just hang out all day and. Whatever. And you're like, nah, well, I get work done. You know, I do stuff. And I'm like, ah, whatever. Nah, that's not doing stuff. Because, you know, I was actually going somewhere and spending eight and a half hours in some place you generally don't want to be, but you have to because you need to make money to pay bills. And, you know, so 
it was kind of like, man, I want that life. Maybe she'll let me work for her business. Ha ha ha. Let me <laughs> let me jokingly throw that at her. And then it was kind of like not really. I think when I t- said that you were kind of like, no, <laughs> because you had, you know, you told that story in the last podcast how I had worked. With you had done it before, before and it was kind of like. You didn't know what you were doing, and it was kind of, of scary. Were, I made yeah, a, lot a lot of mistakes. Yeah, a lot of mistakes were made, and it turned into something that wasn't so fun. So you were like, yeah, nah. I know. I didn't completely write it off, because it's no, funny. It's like, um, we were talking about this earlier, actually. I was at this conference like three months before we met and they had a panel (laughs) on working with your significant other and i'm just sitting there like i'm single this is boring why do i need this and then three months later i met (laughs) jesse bam and now you need it you know it's kind of like the entrepreneur's dream to meet either a developer or Maybe, well, like to meet a developer Uh that can code your website for you Uh or, um, you know, to meet someone that can do something in your business. But it's just kind of like this far-fetched dream, like, oh, that's not really going to happen. And um, so then it was like, oh, well. He could learn development and which, of course, you know, I have different reasons for wanting a developer um, since it's, you know, I need help with my development projects. Not sure. that like I need somebody who can do my website for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but still. um, Oh, well, video editing. That's the other thing people always want. And video guess editing. what? <laughs> you have one in house now. I got one of those. Got one of those. So, um. Yeah, it was just kind of like a, well, it's not a bad idea. Like, I mean, could it work? But it's... it's Yeah, you were hesitant and it was like, it pretty much, it came down to like, well, you're not going to be a partner. Like, you're not going to come in and be 50% of the business. Yeah, that was something I was very like... She was very upfront and serious about. Like, you're not just going to come in and... I guess just, that was my line. Yeah. I like, don't expect to don't expect to me to go, okay, you can work with me, and now it's a fifty fifty thing. Like, no, this is something I I'm being Lisa now. I do my impression, <laughs> but it's not good. <laughs> she was like, I've built this business for almost four years. At the time it was almost four years. And she basically I mean, she owns it completely. And real, and I totally understand. She really didn't want to hand off any part of that to somebody who really didn't know what they were doing. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I really didn't know the first thing about running a business or doing anything that you did. So what we decided, well, we thought about it, and I was like, well, maybe let me go back to let me go back to the whole partnership thing okay. and why why that was such a line in the sand for me. Because before, um, that's kind of where the friend that I worked with, that's what we had talked about. And it just, like, the experience that I had, from my perspective, it was very hard to ever feel like we were on even footing. Like, 
we never got to partnership discussions, like actually taking the legal actions and all of that. It was just um, like that's kind of where we both expected it to go was that one day she would be an equal partner in my business. But like the longer we worked together, it was like, you know, like I just I had been at it for two years. And I think if you're if you're going to go into partnership with someone it makes more sense to be starting something completely new that you build together and then you're on even footing so that when, you know, you're both getting 50% out of the business, like you started it together. You have done everything together. Whereas in my situation, you know, with Jesse, it was like, well, I've been building this business for four years. And I know that if I like were to make you a partner in my business, then it would be like, I would feel some resentment and there's really no like there's no way for us to get like on an even footing in this business. Yeah, it would to where be we like, could uh, be partners. It would be like when your friends at the front of a line waiting for like to get into a movie theater or something like that. And they've been waiting and, two hours. Yeah, and they've been waiting for two hours, then you show up and just cut in with them. They did all the work, they put in the time, and now you're just benefiting from it. Right. It's the same thing. And, so, that's not and I fair. mean, I guess your mileage may vary. You've, you know, it oh, yeah, of depends on your situation. And, and some people have made the partnership thing work and that's what made sense for their business. But for me, it's my personal brand. I mean, the business name is based off of my initials. And right. so if a partnership crumbled and for some reason I could no longer use the name anymore, well, that's my name. Like, I. I can't get a domain name related to my name because it's such a common name. Like all the good domain names are taken. So I would have to completely rebrand my business if I took on a partner, that partnership failed and, you know, and I wasn't able to use the name anymore. Yep. And we both know how much of a pain rebranding Oh my gosh, I wouldn't even want to go into that. I mean, it's just... It's such a process. If you put any thought into your brand, it becomes a process. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think if you've got a brand that's detached from yourself, then it's a little cleaner and, you know, but when it's your personal brand and it's tied to your name... Yeah. What are you going to do? Rename yourself? Right, exactly. Can't do that. Mm, I've been going by this name for 30 years. I think I'm going to submit a name change by law. <laughs> just to, just so I could rebrand my business. Yeah. Yeah. No, sounds you're not going to do that. <laughs> so that nope. that's kind of where I was at on the whole partnership thing and why we didn't go down that route. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead, we treated it like a, like he's a contractor. Yep. We set a set hourly rate. And I was required to track my time and I bill her on a certain day every month. So I am in an official capacity, a contractor. I, she made up a contract that I signed and we agreed. This is what she was like. This is what I am willing to pay you for the hours you put in to anything relating to my business. So that we can talk about this a little bit later, but I mean, that kind of goes with that's very, that's okay. Rogue's on the podcast. 
Say hi to Rogue. She's saying hi to you. <laughs> Get out of here with your barky self. <laughs> Go ahead. Go over there. Bye. Bye. Um, it should be it should be said that it that's very specific wording that whatever work I do for your business, you will pay me the contractor rate. If I do something that's benefiting both businesses, also known as the podcast that we're doing right now, mm-hmm. you're obviously putting in the time to help me record it. I'm taking the time to do all the editing afterwards, but that's this not is a joint effort. This is a joint effort. You're not going to pay me my contractor rate for editing the podcast. Right. Because we're both involved in it. It benefits both of us and it promotes both of our businesses. It's a project that we're working on together. Correct. Versus versus me setting up a website, an initial, you know, new website for one of Lisa's projects. That's one of my projects. Right. She's going in the end, she's going to get paid for that project. I simply helped. So however many hours that I spent, you know, two, three, four, whatever. I bill those to her and she pays me for those. And same with the videos. Same I, with the video editing. Um, I have, I just give them the files to work with. It's my responsibility to record everything um, and yeah. get him the raw materials. And then he just does his thing from there. So, I mean, it's, it's not any different than if I had hired someone else Mm -hmm. that i'm not in a relationship with yeah exactly it wouldn't be any different yeah i would you get them them the audio file you get them the video file your screencast recording and they put it together that's exactly what i do Mm -hmm. and and you pay me for that time and our our contract specifically states that he is a contractor he's he's an independent contractor um and so uh for tax purposes he's not an employee so all that stuff is really important just because like that's where it can get dicey with taxes Mm -hmm. you do have to have a contract saying like he's not an employee i'm not paying health insurance i'm not paying taxes on your behalf so he health insurance is completely up to me all the income in his own business. And so he he's responsible for reporting that income and mm-hmm. paying the taxes on it and then paying for his benefits, tracking his business expenses and that sort of thing. So all yep. of that goes, that is money to his business. Anything that I pay him is just income for his business. Yeah, and I deal with everything on my side. So Lisa doesn't have to worry about all the stuff she just mentioned. She doesn't have to worry about expenses for my business, taxes for my business. She simply pays me as a contractor and she's done with me. Right. She throws me to the curb. She's no, done. I no, I never do that. Never. <laughs> I think it I think that works best for us though, since we're not married and there's really no I mean, there there wouldn't be any tax benefits otherwise. So it's like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think it just depends right. on your tax situation you definitely want to talk to your accountant um if you're uh you know talking about bringing in somebody that you're married to then i'm sure there are different considerations tax wise that's a good point um but for us it's like well we're not married and so you know just keeping that keeping the expenses separate keeping the businesses separate um just makes things cleaner and easier for us each to handle our own thing. and Yeah, neither one of us will get overwhelmed with anything. Right. We take care of our own. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's a two separate identities as businesses and people that deal with their own stuff respectively, yet work together. Use we use our strengths to help each other out. Right. And then all the technical stuff we deal with ourselves separately. And I know some um I've heard of some people like working on trade and that sort of thing. And I think for us, I for me, it was really important to say, I'm going to pay you for the work that you do mm-hmm. because it's, you know, I don't want you to feel like, like obligated to help me out with these things or, and then, then you can start to start feelings of resentment. And I think that it just, it makes it easier to keep, our like romantic relationship separate from our business relationship right because it's like you don't okay, want that I'm to paying bleed you over. for the work that you're doing yeah it's not like you're asking me to do you a favor because i'm dating you we're in a right. relationship like oh hey can you do me a favor and edit this one hour video that's probably going to take you you know an afternoon mm-hmm. and it's kind of like oh well yeah i could it's not like that. It's, you know, could you edit this video? I'm paying you a certain amount of money. Like you are, your reward is payment. Right. It's not. I'm paying uh, you for a service. Yeah. I'm paying you for a service. It's not, you're doing me a favor out of the kindness of your heart because we're together <laughs> and we're happy together. No, it's not like that. This, it's still a business. And um, you were saying what you said before about the whole resentment thing. Like you wanted to make sure that it was clear I was getting paid for my services. And then I would go and take three hours and create a little guitar intro for your videos. And I didn't record my time. I just did it because, well, I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I like playing music and stuff like that. And I came up with some, you know, simple little riff, a couple of simple little riffs that we threw in front of your videos. And, uh, you know, you were like, did you log your time? And I was like, no, I was just messing around. <laughs> and she was like, well, I should pay you for that. And I was like, but whatever, you know, it's no big deal. But it goes back to that, like, what you were saying before. You want to make sure I get paid for the work I do because you didn't want me to go, oh, well, I did her these favors and she's not grateful, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, yeah, it just it's adds not that like extra, that, like... That, like the whole emotional side of it, like the resentment or yeah. anything like that, that does that doesn't even need to be there. You know, there there is a difference between um you saying, Oh, like I'm just messing around on my guitar and this can be used for a mm-hmm. a great another purpose, you know, versus you know, now that you've written this song for me, well I expect you to to do it for free all the time. Right. There's right. a difference, you know, I think I think it goes with it, you're giving people the choice. I think with when payment is involved, when I say I'm going to pay you for your work, then you have the choice to go above and beyond mm-hmm. if that's what you want to do. But if you don't, then no harm, no foul. I mean, like, I'm not going to notice. I would have never noticed if you had, like, picked out a free song Right. And put it in my videos. Like, I, either way, I mean, it's, 
just it, it's the same as like working for another client. Like sometimes you want to go above and beyond for people. Sure. Um, and just make sure that they're just blown away by the experience you give them. So it, it's just a difference in attitude, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the same thing like, you know, I've been helping him with his website and I'm not charging him for that. So we still do things for each other that we don't charge for, but we have clear, you know, if it's like if I'm specifically asking, I need this for my business. I'm saying I absolutely need help with this. I need you to do this for me. I'm going to pay for it. Whereas like, you know, I'm happy to offer help with his website because I mean, it's, it's an interesting exercise for me. Um, I don't, I haven't done design work in a while. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's still, it, um, lets me do some of that. And then for me also, he is in a very similar position as a lot of my readers are. And so, it's still beneficial for me, even though I'm not receiving money for the work that I do on his website. It's still beneficial for me because I'm like, I'm, it's been four years since I've been starting out. So I don't remember all the little details and all the questions that I had and all of that. So to go through this journey with him again, it helps me then answer questions for my readers and provide more blog content and things like that. So, I mean, I've been able to like create blog content based on based on what we've been doing. Right. And we also threw around the idea of uh hour swapping or hours hour sharing, mm-hmm. time sharing. Basically like, okay, well I gave you 2 hours of time setting up a website for one of your clients. Um now you can spend 2 hours of your time improving my website for my business. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, it, you got to communicate up front what yeah. your expectations are out of the work that you're doing. Don't just for sure. like say, don't, you don't want to be You never like, want to assume that they're going to be okay with whatever you're asking them to do, really. Yeah. You, you have to, wanna, you have to discuss. You can't assume anything really. I, I mean, I think. I think that's just a good relationship rule in general is like, <laughs> don't assume. <laughs> <laughs> don't assume. Talk it you out. Just, yeah. Talk about whatever's going on. But um, I think that you should have the same expectations going, whatever you're doing, you should have the same expectations. So you don't want to be, if you're like logging the work that you're doing in the back of your head as a like, oh, I'm gonna get something out of this later. Mm-hmm. That's not money. If you're so, if you had been sitting there working on a guitar piece, saying, and then you like resent that later, and you're thinking about, oh, well, I did this for her, and she's not doing this, or you know, right? That's when you start getting in, into that mentality, mm-hmm. then you're doing the work for the wrong reasons. That's when you really need to make sure that you're saying. Hey, if I do this, I need to get paid for it. Right. Whereas, like, if you just want the experience or, you know, you just You find it fun or you thought it was a good idea and thought it might be neat. Like, that's that's what happened with the little guitar riffs. I was like, I could play guitar. I could put a, you know, one of my microphones here in front of my 
acoustic guitar and lay something down real quick. You know, I've been playing music since I was 13. You know, I've recorded an album. I, you know, all kinds of stuff. I find it fun. So it was, it was fun for me. I just kind of did it. And I was like, Hey, check this out. You know, I wasn't expecting anything in return. I wasn't even really expecting to get paid for it until you said, did you log your hours when you did that? So, uh, yeah, that's what it comes down to. I you you can't like do something like that and then say, okay, I'm gonna record. I'm gonna spend three hours recording this riff so I can add it on the front of her videos, and then I bet I can get her to work on my website for free. Yeah, that's not really how it works. And then you like hang it over my head, like, right? Oh, and well, then you say no. You. Yeah, and then you say no because you have no time or what for whatever reason. And in the back of my head, I'm going, well, God, just she spent that time and did that thing for her, and now she won't do favors for me. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's bad. Can't. What was that? Does, <laughs> this is my angry noise. So, yeah. Sound like one of those, what, cockatoos? <laughs> the angry cockatoo. Oh, man. Mr. Max TV. Oh, my god. I love that cockatoo. He is so funny. Hi. I love that bird. <laughs> And he gets angry and he's like, he like mumbles and grumbles. It's the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Anyway. um, And another running theme throughout this whole thing, since you brought up all that stuff we just talked about, is the running theme is you have to be reasonable. Yeah. Like so many people have unreasonable expectations or an unreasonable outlook on how things are going to go. And I think that's a really big thing in a romantic relationship, in a business relationship, even in friendships. Mm -hmm. You have to be reasonable about stuff. Like you have to, if something's bothering you, like say that resentment comes up, like you have to, you should be able to sit down and think about, think to yourself, okay, am I justified in how I feel about this? Like, I am angry about this. This is bothering me. Is, is it bother? Is it, am I justified in letting this bother me or is, can I let this slide? Like, if you can sit there and have that conversation with yourself and realize, okay, I'm being unreasonable. Mm-hmm. That's a huge quality. I mean, for us, we, I don't think we've gotten to that point because we're not, uh, how do I say, I don't want to say we're unreason. we're not unreasonable, but it's like, it's beyond that. Like, we don't even get to that point. Like, I, I think guess we're really good at checking ourselves. Probably. We're really good at expectation. We don't over expect, mm-hmm. I think. You know, and if anything, yeah, I think I, it's just it comes down to communication. Yeah, I guess so. We're constantly talking about okay. I guess so. You know, it's um that I, that was actually a big mental adjustment for me was um knowing that I have this other person there, I don't have to do anything alone. No, I don't have to suffer in silence on anything. And so whatever's nope. going on, I can say, OK, here's what I'm dealing with. Help me find a solution. 
whether that solution is for him to pick up some extra work from me or to just listen. Mm -hmm. Like either way, like there's a solution and I don't have to sit there like trying to figure it all out by myself. Right. So I think just um, being open in your communication and. Yeah. It's nice to have somebody to share your frustrations with and the opposite side of that coin to share your triumphs with. Yeah. You know, like working with this program I've been working with editing the podcasts. You know, it's great. I'm excited about it. It sounds amazing. You know, and I was like, come look at this, you know, check this out. You can share that excitement with the other person, too. And then they get excited. They feed off your excitement because, you know, you're working together. So if you're both excited about what you're doing, you're going to produce great things. Mm -hmm. And that's why you want to keep that resentment as far away. Those negative feelings, those negative thoughts. Yeah, I think that might crop up and. You know, you have to kind of think of where they're coming from. Is it a problem with the relationship itself? Mm -hmm. Is it work related? Is it specifically work related? And, you know, you you kind of, you know, they say when you would have a nine to five and you walk through the door, you hang your baggage at the door. You know, when you come in there, you're there to do a job. You're there to be professional and work. Well, when you're living at home with somebody who you're working with and you're always together, that line can get blurred real quick Mm -hmm. because personal time and business time there, there's such a thin line between the two because well, the person you're working with is literally the next bedroom over and you're going to eat dinner with them later tonight and go to sleep with them in the same bed. Mm -hmm. So, and it's it's like, like you, you might be in work mode and the other person might not be. Oh, yeah, this is what we were going to talk about, distractions. Do you want to talk oh, about yeah. that later on, or you want to go into that now? We can talk about that later on. I think we okay. still have lots. <laughs> we have lots to say on this whole subject. Well, yeah, because that's like this is the majority of what we do. I think, um, you know, we have kind of talked about like how we started working together, but maybe mm-hmm. it would be helpful to go into more detail about like how... Like the actual logistics of how all of that went down. Um, okay. Really, when did you start working, doing work for me? It was, I was working, I had left my crappy job and I had gotten a new great job with a great company. And that's when it was kind of like floating around. I think that's when I jokingly asked you, you know, I'll join your company. Yay. And everything will be great. Mm-hmm. But I was still working my nine to five at the new company. The last job I held. Yeah, he liked it. It just wasn't. I liked. I tell you what, the people were great. The company was great. They were going. They were going places, man. It just they wasn't were, the right. They were going straight up to the moon. But right I took the job, knowing that I had had issues with that type of work in the fast in the in the past in the past. Um. It was IT work. It was the field that I excel in greatly. Um, but it was mostly over the phone stuff. I work so much better with people in person or being like the like main IT person for uh, a building, you know? And the great majority of this stuff was over the phone. 
and they had a lot of proprietary systems that I didn't know that it would take time to learn, which of course over time I would have learned, but to be on the phones and just have people calling in and you're like, Oh, I have this problem. Can you fix it? And you almost don't have, don't know where to begin. You know, a lot of it was basic IC, IT troubleshooting, which of course I knew. Um, but I never liked the, the, uh, spontaneity of, well, a call can come in at any time and, and you're stuck on the phone and you're stuck person. on the phone basically until you fix it. So if you don't know, well, then you're keeping this person on the phone. They start to get agitated and that's just stress. I can't, I really can't deal with. Um, and I learned this from a previous job. I was a customer service representative for AT&T International a long time ago. And it was a call center where you would you'd log into your phone and that's when your time started to get paid. You would log into the phone and then you put on your little headset and you would hear these two beeps and you would have to start talking. It would go boop, boop. And then you'd have to say, thank you for calling AT&T International. Blah, 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 blah. Because oh there, gosh. there was a, there was somebody on the other line. That sounds like a nightmare to me. I hate talking. Oh, on the phone. it was a nightmare. I only did that for three months, and I was like, cannot. So I knew that phone work was not something I could really deal with. But this company that was interested in me was doing very well. Every single person I met, except for one. Every single person I met, <laughs> except, one. except for one, was just the coolest people. They were just the greatest people. Um, and I took the job knowing that I'd, I might have a problem with it. But for one, I needed to get out of the crappy job because I knew they were going straight into the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't pass up the opportunity. They were paying me more. The hours were better. It was a further drive, but whatever. It wasn't going to be. And it wasn't going to be. They were actually moving closer. So it was during that time of transition where I jokingly asked Lisa to I'd be like, oh, I'll just I'll just join your business and we could work together and it'll be great. And we will be masters of the Internet and we'll rule the world before you know it. We'll be billionaires and we're going to retire on some island that we purchased. Yeah, that sounds like the life. No, that sounds awesome. Um. So the thought was there, semi-serious, semi-not, you know, and then um, I ended up. You you started take you started learning HTML and CSS. I started taking online little tutorials. They were basically classes through uh, Code Academy through CodeAcademy.com. HTML and CSS. They have an HTML and CSS path that I took. And it really started you from the beginning of HTML, like the very basic HTML coding, which I had known a little bit just from being around computers so long. I had, you know, if you're on the Internet enough, you probably came across some sort of HTML code. Um, so I knew what it was. I just didn't know all the stuff you could do with it. And it taught me. So I think I started that there. I think I started that uh, while I was still at the previous job. And then um, I started to get, well, Lisa noticed. She said afterwards, but 
she had noticed that when I was working at the new job that I had become different. Like she yeah, hadn't known just, me. She hadn't known me that long, but she could tell been that dating three months at that point, something like that. Two, yeah. Three months. But she could tell that the anxiety that the new job was putting on me had changed the way I was acting. Probably not by much, but enough. Yeah. And he just wasn't. I was just, I was coming home and I was like nervous. I was nervous about going to work the next day. Because I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And... It made him, like, extra quiet and just... Yeah, like, I was really... I was really... Not that happy energy anymore. Yeah, right. My happy energy was gone because I was using all that happy energy to try and just quell the fear that I was having, the anxiety of needing to go to work the next day. So I was using that energy to just try to like calm myself down. Mm-hmm. It was really, really weird. Eventually, it got the best of me and I could not bring myself to go into work one day. I, well, I, I drove there. I sat in the parking lot and I had this overwhelming feeling that I did not want to go inside. It was terrible. It was a terrible feeling because I was like, what kind of, I felt so bad. You know, I felt so down about myself. Like, what kind of loser am I that I can't do this job? And I mean, what's everybody going to think? I got this great job and then I quit it. I was like, you know how many people would kill to get an opportunity like this? To work for a company like this? To be getting paid that salary for basic IT work? Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was basically, it was basic IT work. You know, besides all their proprietary systems. But... I just I just felt like a piece of crap. And I quit. I actually quit. I called my awesome supervisor who had been the coolest dude and I had to tell him that I couldn't do it. And I quit. Like I when he told me I was like, I never would have had the guts to do something like that. I never like I had I already had when I quit my job, I suffered. To keep it, like, I just, when I quit my job, I had, I knew I was going to be living with my aunt so I wouldn't have the bills to pay. Mm -hmm. I already had business coming in and everything. I never once said, I'm not happy with where I'm at, so I'm going to make a change. I mean, I did make a change, but very slowly. I didn't, like... I've been making changes my whole life. <laughs> and Seriously, he was just like moving back and forth. To, I'm not happy. From New Jersey to Oklahoma. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been known to really shake things up in, you know, with major decisions in my life. And that was, that was one of them. But I mean, when you have that desire, like I had that, like I said, that overwhelming feeling of just not wanting to do it. Cause I was so anxious and nervous about it. It didn't take guts at all. It was like survival instinct. It was like, I'm going to call him and I'm going to say I'm not going to do it. And then this weight just came off my shoulders. Like the weight of the world was lifted from me like, huh, I don't have to do that. And look at here. Look, the house didn't burn down. I'm not dead. Mm -hmm. But now, I, you know, life goes on. I'm just not working at that job. Yeah. Jobs come and go. Figure things out. Right. I will figure things out. And that's another thing with working together that you always said 
um, to me when we were getting things off the ground and stuff like that. Like if stuff like truly doesn't work out, like if shit gets to be the worst, the absolute worst it could possibly be, I could always get a job somewhere. Like yeah. I could always return to the regular nine to five workforce. That option's always there. Mm-hmm. We choose. You always have options. Yeah, you always have options. I think a lot of people don't realize that. It's people, people stuck in dead end jobs and things like that. They, they, they tend to think like they don't have options. There's almost always an option. Yeah, almost we would, always. We, um, we do this a lot. This seems to be a recurring theme where we just run through like worst case scenario. Yeah. What's the worst that right. can happen, really? And then yeah. how the would we deal with it? Exactly. If it did. Yep. And then. We realize, like, it's not as bad as we think it's going to be. Like, mm-hmm. the worst that can happen is not that bad. We have we have a backup plan. We have a solution for yep. even the worst thing. So it's like, oh, well, if that's a, if that's the worst thing can ha- that can happen, then what, you know, what are we so afraid of? Yeah. Then why? Yeah. Why am I afraid of that when the best that can happen is really, really good? Yeah. You know, and um Oh, another thing you said to me in the very beginning when I was starting my business and I was doubting myself, you were like, uh, do you know how many people out there run businesses Oh yeah. that they're like <laughs> the, the crappiest business owners in the world, but they're still able to keep their business running? Yeah. Like these bars and restaurants and stuff like that I, that you I see on like the TV him, like, shows. You need to watch Restaurant Impossible and you f- will feel so much better about your life. I used to watch shows like that. I used to watch a Bar Rescue with yeah, uh, What's-His-Face. Like that guy was great. They're like... And they're oh, terrible business owners. We've been going into debt for the past yeah, 10 years. Yeah, we're $250,000 in debt and but you know just to keep the place running. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are terrible at what you do. And then, like, you know, Robert Irvine comes in and he's like, your food is awful. Right. And you're like, these people have been these running a business for 10 years. These people have been running a business years. for years and they stink at it. So it's like you think about that and you're like, oh, I could totally run a small business myself. Yeah. And, you know, way better than these people could. Granted, you know, restaurants and bars, that's not technically a small. Well, I guess it is a small business because you have a small staff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a big corporation or anything like that. But still. But uh, yeah, I think that's There's funny. more to it than a service-based business that you don't have investments. You don't have to, like, purchase a space and equipment right. and all that stuff. So. Yeah. So. Guess, um, so that's what pretty. That's what happened into how we actually started doing it. Because I quit my job and then. You know, I kind of focused more on the classes from Code Academy, like, okay, well, I think I'm going to try to do this, you know, and at first we really didn't know where to start because we were thinking you might get um, a, a project from a designer, like a simple one, and then just kind of throw it at me and I'd see what I can do with it. We didn't do that. We thought about it, and instead what I started doing was just the basic, like what we've mentioned in the past, what I do. I set up, I do the initial setup for your websites, so Mm -hmm. you can just swoop in and immediately start, like, coding the major stuff. We just, like, find, like, a little bit, and, like, every project that we do together, I show him a little bit more, because it's just not feasible for me to stop everything I'm doing mm-hmm. and teach him a project start to finish. Right. 
it's going to take twice as long to do that. And Mm -hmm. like, I still need to be coding these projects. I still need, you know, we've got, we'd get backed up with all the work coming in and things like that, that it, so we just have to take it one step at a time. And, um, and I'll, I show him something new as often as I can. And then the next project that he works on, he does that part of it too. And then Mm -hmm. we just keep adding on until one day. One day it'll be like a good chunk or maybe even the whole thing. Yeah. We'll We'll just see see where it goes and what we can do. And, um, as far as the video, well, that happened. When did that come? It was after I had set up a couple sites for you. And then you came up with the fantastic idea to create a subscription service. No, we started doing videos before that. We did? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, he, start, he your, started doing videos YouTube. for my uh, blog. Yes, we and we were, we were throwing them up on YouTube, yeah. Um, That's right. And I, you know, she had mentioned she wanted to do videos again and said she had done them in the past. And I was like, okay, we could do videos. Um, Why don't we try this and this and this? And she was like, what? And well, the this, this, and this was, I was suggesting ways on how to record it. So, so he came over and showed so me I came exactly over and showed how her. He, he wanted me to record it. Yeah, we, you know, downloaded some software so she can get a high quality screencast. Um, you know, some audio recording software. I believe we used Audacity at mm-hmm. the time. It's totally free. It's great. It works on Macs. It works on PCs. We use Monosnap for screen capture. And we use Monosnap for screen capture. And she was like, well, I just used to record my screen with the Mac tools, whatever was in there, and use my microphone and just make the video from that. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. We want to record the audio separate. We want to record the video separate. And I'll put, ideas on, I'll like, put them together. And she's like, well, how are you going to do that? And I said, well, which then I told her all the things like, nope, to do. Nope, I don't need to know anymore. You, you just do it. <laughs> no, well, I was telling you what to do. I was like, I need five to ten seconds of silence in the beginning for mm-hmm. noise reduction. I need, you know, I need you to do a, a visual and audio sync for me so I could make sure the audio and the visual were synced together. And it sounds fancy, but really, I mean, he just showed me. I showed her how to do it, and she was like, oh, I can do that. Like she all did it I for have... me, and then I put the first video together, and it was like, boom. And she was like, wow, fancy. Super fancy. And it was. Because it I was great. like trying to, it was taking me forever. I did an e-course a couple years ago. It took me forever to record and edit all those videos because I would make all these mistakes and start over and then I would edit out all of my ums and buts and pauses and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, it was horrible. I mean, it probably like sounded like I didn't even take a breath at all through each video. And so he was like, you know, just sit down, record it. If Don't you, worry about screwing up. You know, if, if you, you screw, screw up, up just, just pause. Just pause and then restart your thought. I'll be able to edit it out. And so I just sit down. I hit the record button. I talk through it all and then uh, send him the files. And he works his magic. And 
that's when I realized like these pauses make it more natural and like he put the yeah. he like kept them all in the right places and things like that so it was like easier to follow when... and that's just you know as I said in an earlier podcast I'm an audiophile I love I love to hear good quality stuff so not only did I want the quality to sound really professional as pre- as professional I can get it with our little mics until we get better ones um which our little mics seem to be doing very well mm-hmm. for our purposes right now um like to think they could actually sound better if we had better mics is kind of amazing we have snowball mics yes in we case both you're use curious. we both use yet or blue snowball mics yeah the name of the company is blue um and they're great so we use those, we're using them right now to record this. Um, so yeah, when she put the video together and uh, I needed to edit out some mistakes and some little clicks and things there that you were doing with your voice and prolonged ums, <laughs> I would either um. either eliminate or shorten, uh, depending. And like pauses between thoughts... That's what you're talking about, the pauses and things like that. I I just, I I was never really taught how it was supposed to sound. I just go by what I think sounds natural, you know? And for somebody who's recording it and then editing it themselves, you're always your worst critic. Oh, yeah. You are always your worst critic of all. T- I mean, I did that when we were recording. This isn't really related, but when we my band was recording our album, I was our worst critic because I was like, oh, God, that could be better. That was too slow. That was too fast. That's in the wrong spot. That didn't sound right. I mean, I was the I was the music Nazi about <laughs> everything. And everybody else is like, no, it sounds fine. It sounds fine. No, that sounds great. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And our vocalist did the same thing. He was like, are my vocals too loud? Did I sound OK there? Uh, you know, you're always your worst critic. So when you're editing, when you specifically were editing it yourself, you were chopping the hell out of it. Because you thought it would sound better without all that stuff. Yeah. You know, you were really shortening the pauses and stuff like that. Then I get a hold of it and I'm like, no, it sounds good like this. It sounds like your normal talking voice. Like you're teaching in a classroom. Right. Like you're teaching in a classroom. It's It's okay to take a second to go, hmm, or hmm, or um. You know, you don't want to do it every single sentence, which you've gotten better with. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I do. I did it right there. You know, people have their people have their uh, quirks. What's it called? Yeah, their their vocal go to's. Yeah. Like when your mind is buffering, (laughs) you know, some people will look around. Some people go, hmm. Some people will scratch their chin. Some people go, um, you know. So and it's hard to like totally eliminate that. When you're speaking. Well, you don't want to eliminate it because then you sound like a robot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're doing a professional voiceover for the Discovery Channel, yeah, okay, you're not going to do that. But when you're... You're probably also not going to say a bunch of ums. Right. You have a script. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You'll have a script. When you're doing something that, like this, like we're doing, we have a loose outline. We have subjects we want to cover, obviously, but we obviously, we don't have a script. Yeah. We're Everything just having a conversation. We, yeah, we're just having a conversation. We have to so think of about course our responses. Gonna, yeah, and... of course you're going to, you know, 
your mind's going to buffer. There's going to be some silence. That's okay. You know, and that's once what you feel you... like you're sitting in the living room with us. And... Yeah, exactly. That's what you needed to realize. And once you got more comfortable with actually recording your lessons, you started to sound more natural. Mm-hmm. Because, and you also figured out that I could edit out almost anything. I could fix almost anything you screw up. Yeah. So that kind of calmed you down. That is the power of, well, that's basically the power of the service that I'm selling is that you don't have to be perfect. You yeah. can be. You can just record. You can be less than perfect and just record naturally and don't be worried about how you just messed up. You know, and now you're, oh, how do I you're fix that? You're getting the content out there. Right. You're just record it. what you need to say. Yeah. You're saying what you need to say. You're getting what's out there. I'll make it sound good. You don't have to worry about it. So that's So once you got that, that point, going. I think. Yeah, that's you really. That's I basically had you just doing a bunch of video editing at that point. Like yeah, once we were like, oh, this is that. working really well. Yeah, like those turned out really good. And from that, yeah, from those free videos that we were putting on your blog, from your YouTube page, we're like, that's we can when do you came up the idea club. with we can do, yeah, you can do a club where you make longer videos and specifically teach people how to code with CSS. You can teach people how to make websites. Mm-hmm. And the benefit to that... Code for WordPress, specifically. Yeah, WordPress, right. So we go over... I, I, it takes me about an hour and a half to two hours um, to film the content mm-hmm. each month. And so I just sit down and film them back to back. And I'm just showing people, you know... Well, I, I have different topics for each month. So, like... We'll talk about widget areas and here's different ways you can use them. And then here's how to code it start to finish. And mm-hmm. then he goes through and edits it all and um, figures out the timestamps and stuff. Because we have video bookmarks so people can easily like. Oh, yeah. We do timestamps, show notes. Yeah, I have complete control over her, both her YouTube account and her Vimeo account, and I do all of it. I will edit so he it. he uploads it and I'll all that. edit it. I'll proof it. I um, do a final, like, check over, and I, I add, yeah. like, some content and WordPress and things like that. Sure. She like, usually does the descriptions because, you know. But it's like he's editing it. He's listening to it anyway, so he can easily put yeah, in Yeah, so I can put links in. Yeah, exactly. I can do the timestamps and everything like that. So she doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff. So I I think for us, it's been like a, I give him a small thing to do, see how that went Mm -hmm. and then do some, something else more. And we, and we've just kept adding on to what he does. Right. Yeah. And the whole video thing came about just because I suggested we try doing it my way. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I had the idea to, you know, record with your mic and record it into a separate program so I could edit it separately and then sync it with the video. And yeah, we so he you gave tried me it all like the that. And then I, it. yeah, I mean, once again, I had to prove myself to her. You know, I had to prove that I could make a quality product from how I described it to her. You know, this goes back to. Well, and I also had to test and make sure, like, 
the videos were making a difference in my business and that I was going to be able to bring in extra income because I'm like paying him to edit these videos. So I have to know that like, oh yeah, the YouTube videos, I mean, they were just for her blog and it's not like they're getting a million hits and we're making money off of YouTube, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not, it was simply promotion. Um, but it, for her it leads into the club. And but so, it leads into the club, which can make money. Mm-hmm. So basically building an asset that never goes away. Mm-hmm. Correct. And so we, we add to it every to, month. Yep. We were able to take my ability with video editing, video and audio editing, and turn it into something that makes money for you. And mm-hmm. then you pay me to do the... I get paid as a contractor, just like with the website setup. And most recently, we've been talking about he's uh, he's like math whiz, and he's always been really good with money and Mm, numbers. Numbers are my thing. um, So we were like, well, can he do the accounting for my business? Um, Another great idea. Help with that. I could take Um, that off her plate. Yeah, we were actually, I was listening to the Being Boss podcast, and uh, that's how one of uh, Emily brought her husband into her business to do accounting for her and then i was like why haven't we thought of this <laughs> like jesse's yeah, awesome seriously. with numbers so i think it's just like looking that. at for us it's been like looking at our strengths and what we can do to support each other yeah and how we can use that to grow both of our businesses and mm-hmm you know, move forward with our goals and things like that. So, um, and that's basically where we are right now. That's, we definitely have more. We could talk about working together and maybe we'll, we sure could plan those out for future podcast topics for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, cause we kind of talked a little bit about distracting each other and, um, Uh, not really though. We can definitely talk more about that. You can talk more about that. And delegating and things like that. So, yeah. yeah, we can we can tie that into something else because distractions are good, you know. And if but you need to know if somebody when if the right time if the distract. other person is like in the zone. It comes back to communication again. Yeah, it all comes back to communication. I think if the I summary come in, of this this episode is communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah. That's how you work together. <laughs> yeah. And eventually you'll just start to get to know the other person's prime times. And, you know, you can look in because like we can go to each other's doors and we can just look through the door and see what's going on in their computer monitor. Mm-hmm. You know, if I turn around the corner and she's furiously typing on her keyboard and there's just code flying up her screen, I'm probably not going to go in there and poke her in the shoulder and be like, what you doing? You know, <laughs> it's uh you know, and if she comes by and looks through my screen and sees that I'm editing one of our podcasts or I'm editing a video or something like that, and she sees the, I got my headphones on and I'm scrubbing through video and audio and stuff like that, you know, unless it's something she really needs to talk about at that time, like what's for dinner, you know, or something. <laughs> otherwise, Priorities, food. Otherwise, she'll probably be like, oh, he's busy. I'm going to go do my own thing. Yeah. You know. You'll start to get to know their habits and things like that. So, I mean, but we could talk more in depth. I'm sure we'll find another. You think it's all, it's all a process. It's, you've got to like, you've got to know that it's going to take time and you can't expect to just like 
suddenly, you know, go from like you're not working together at all and like now you're doing everything together. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just expect like immediate, which I mean, that's like, that's how it is in business in general, relationships in general, like anything in life in general. It's like, it's, it's going to take time and you've got to take it like baby step by baby step by baby step Mm -hmm. and just keep moving forward. You're like, okay. We're getting comfortable with this. Now let's do this. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a, it's, we're slowly getting the snowball effect where we started out with this little tiny snowball and as it continues to roll and mind you, it's rolling slowly, but it is rolling. It will get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and we start doing more and more for each other. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the, okay, Dobby, are you all right? Okay. Well. She's on the podcast. Couldn't can't, let just Rogue be on it. Can't have one without Dobby not being on a podcast. Got in right at the end there. Goodness gracious. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's the Working Together podcast. Yay. So now. Is it it's question time for round? Crazy date questions. Crazy date questions. Crazy date questions. Now he's we're we're gonna take okay. turns asking the questions. Like I asked him on the last episode. Now gonna I'm gonna yeah him. I'm gonna ask him this time. So and so I I have no last, idea what he's gonna ask. Last podcast, the question was asked: Which fictional character do, do I feel I most identify rep- with? Identify with? Yeah. And Jesse couldn't come up with an answer. So I couldn't he had come to up think with one. About it. So we went out to dinner. Uh, last week, and we asked my family and stuff like that. And while talking with them, I came up with um, Leonard Hofstetter from Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. I'd say it's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. He's kind of awkward, but he's more socially with it than the other guys, like the other nerds he's yeah. with. But he's still a super nerd. He's not king of the nerds. He's not but king he's still of the nerds, nerd. but he's still a nerd. And, he, you know, he's pretty smart. You know, he's pretty witty. Um, but then I came up with a better one. Uh oh, I haven't heard this one. Wally. Like the robot? The robot. Aw, I, I like Wally. Love Wally. He's my boy. I am Wally. Does that make me Eva? Yeah, that's right. You're Eva? my Eva. Eva. Okay. Cute. So so this that I'm Wally. That's what I'm gonna be. That's who I wanna be forever. I am Wally. He's awesome. Aww. And I am just like him. I'm terrible and shy with women and but I It worked on me. But I'm very you know <laughs> I'm very constructive and no I'm not. I don't do what he does. <laughs> he was better organized than I was. But he was very uh he was very inventive. He was very resourceful. There which you I go. Am. There you go. Okay. All right. Now for our questions. Okay. So are you ready? I'm okay, ready. we're, we're going to do the easy one first. Oh boy, there's hard ones? Yes. I didn't sign up for this. If you could have any superpower or the ability to cast any spell, but you get just one, what would it be? I thought we asked this one before. Yeah, in the deleted podcast. Oh, the deleted podcast. The deleted podcast. The super the magic spell. I would choose magic spell. And what would it be? It I would have the ability to apparate. Yep, that's the one I agreed on too. Yeah. The ability to just go wherever you wanted to go with like in an instant. In, a, in the blink of an eye. 
You can't beat that. Can't beat it. My second, my second though, close second would be Accio, the summoning spell. So oh, I could. Oh, that's a good one too. So like when I don't feel like reaching for the remote or the glass of wine, you know, whichever. I kind of I could just always, summon it to me. I kind of always wanted time manipulation. Like would, there were times in nice. high school where I had a bad day and I just wanted to rewind back to the beginning of the day and just do it over. That wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool because you would rewind, but your mind wouldn't. You would know how the day went and you could actively try to. It's like that movie about time. I never saw it. Oh, well, it's, it's, you know, he gets to, he can rewind time whenever he wants. Yeah, that's, yep. That's what I would do. Okay. This one I I pretty sure I know, but uh, if it had to be one season for the rest of time, what would season would you choose? Oh well, you know how much I love winter. I love winter myself. I mm, it would be between fall and winter. Because I'd like to say winter, but I do feel like I'd probably get tired of the snow. I'm not sure. Maybe if it was like Tulsa winter. Mm-hmm. Where we still get snow, but not like all the time and not like three feet of it all the time. I'd take that. Because I like my winter wardrobe. I like being cozy. Yeah, me too. I think it would be winter for me. It's just Winter a cozy is just season. Like the best. I love the like I just I I love the cold. There's something quiet about yeah. the cold. I like I it's can't just peaceful. I can't Yeah, it's peaceful. Like I can't describe it. And when it snows, like everything is dampened, so the world is just quiet. And yeah. I love that. And it just completely transforms the world. So mm-hmm. it's like everything looks so different. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm looking for one more. I didn't didn't, uh, plan very well. I didn't (gasps) have a third. What? I thought I saw one in here that was really good, but um, I guess not. Mm, Maybe I should have looked for backups. So, fun fact. Okay, all right. I'll go with this. Oh, we got one. Okay, I'll I'll share my fun fact later. Okay. Okay. Would you rather be deaf or blind? Oh man, this one's rough. That one's I have really been, rough. I have been asked this question in the past, and considering how much I love music and how much I love visual stuff like movies and video games, mm-hmm. it's just such a terrible question. Any way you cut it, it's bad. Yeah, but if I absolutely had to choose. I think I would choose to be deaf because you can still drive. If you're deaf, you could still watch a movie with subtitles. You could still play a video game with subtitles. You know, you can still do a lot of stuff, but if you're blind, man, you're pretty limited. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, I would probably... I would miss the sound of almost everything because 
I love audio stuff. Like I love ear candy. Mm-hmm. I love listening to something that I just am so accident pushed prone. The right I buttons. can't imagine. I can't imagine that I would be able to navigate well blind. Oh, I man. can't even navigate well. Right. <laughs> with with my eyesight. <laughs> I think I think you'd be like uh you'd turn into like Daredevil where your senses would go into overdrive and Maybe. then you'd be, get this like super spatial awareness and you'd be able to do like backflips over the couch. I don't think that comes from his his super senses. I think that comes from training. Well, his sentences are sentences. Su- his <laughs> His senses are heightened. Well, yeah. I mean, but yeah, the training helped. Hmm. But he was able to, like when he was, when he went blind and he was a kid when he couldn't control it, he was hearing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. He was hearing stuff really far away. So he had like super, super senses. And then he trained and honed them and then he became, you know, Daredevil. Okay. So. So. My fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. We uh we found our old conversations in OK Cupid today. <laughs> oh yeah. I made him reactivate his profile so he could copy the I conversations. Found, into I found Evernote. our conversation are the the notes we were passing back and forth in OK Cupid. Oh, like passing notes back and forth is that is that what it's called? Actually, I'm not really sure what it's called. <laughs> we were messaging each other. Passing notes back and forth in class. Might as well have been, except we were <laughs> typing them and they were long. And we were supposed to be working. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was writing most of those at work <laughs> while I was at work. Yeah. We found so, those, so they're going to we'll, be... We might pull some fun information from those in we might pull, episodes. Yeah, we might pull some fun questions, what we were asking each other <laughs> in there and go over them. We may just take some questions from the OkCupid... Um, Oh, yeah, the ones that they make you answer for compatibility. Yeah, the compatibility questions. Huh. Could be interesting. Yeah, some of them were crazy. Some of them were pretty nuts. All right. So we can always go through there and pick some some good (laughs) ones. So I think that concludes episode number three. Yep, working together. That'll that'll do it. And I'm sure that we'll have plenty more to say on the topic if you have any questions for us, if you want us to go into detail on a certain aspect of us working together, we're happy to oblige. Sure. You can always you can always <laughs> We'll con- talk about anything. Yeah, you can always contact us with questions. Uh, Lisa has a Twitter handle, which is at LMB. And you can also contact us through our website, companyincpodcast.com. Yep. And our individual websites, our cyber, our, having a tough time, (laughs) having a tough time at the end of this podcast. Uh, My website is cyber-serenity.com. And mine is lmb.com. That's E-L-E-M-B-2-E's.com. Great. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. See you later.